This episode of Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And today's show is going to get us ready for 25 seasons of the WNBA. But we're not going to do that by going over the teams or the jerseys or some of the spice. Uh, Gabby Williams being waived by Chicago and then being picked up by Los Angeles. Um, We're not going to do all of that just yet. I want to get into that, Um, but we're going to go back. We're going to go back and talk to some of the women who were the pioneers, uh, who were around for the early years of the WNBA and beyond. So Tisha Penichero and Valerie Still, I got to interview them during the 2019 Women's Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and I thought it was a good time to bring out some of these archived interviews. Also, if I'm being honest, uh, you're listening to this show on Tuesday, and I am recovering from my second vaccine, so I built in some time so I could uh, be off of the microphone and resting up because I hear the second shot is pretty, pretty brutal. So um, we'll we'll bring you Tisha and Valerie, and um, I want to end the show with a clip, and I, I apologize because I don't know the full context, but talking about OGs, talking about pioneers, there's this clip of Teresa Weatherspoon, Teaspoon, that I saw. Um, Of course, she's an assistant with the New Orleans Pelicans. And she was interviewed. And I just want you to hear the fire. I want you to hear the storytelling. It's a story about knowing for yourself what you can do, knowing for yourself what you want, and going to get it. And Teaspoon tells this fantastic story. And uh, so we'll end the show with that. But again, um... We're going to hear from Tisha Penichero, Valerie Still from the 2019 Women's Basketball Hall of Fame Induction Weekend, and then we'll hear from Teresa Weatherspoon. And if you haven't seen Sports Illustrated, The Next, uh, The Athletic, a lot of places are giving coverage, not just for the 25th season of the WNBA, but also for 25 seasons of the WNBA. And um, so you got to check out, I'm giving a shout out to Ari Chambers, that yes, that Ari, uh, who wrote a fantastic piece for Sports Illustrated. Go check that out. I have for The Athletic, uh, a preview of the Washington Mystics. And yes, you know, I included some of that stuff on Tina Charles and where I see her fitting in. And I will have another one for The Athletic on the Indiana Fever coming out soon. I also have something in the works for Sports Illustrated. And of course, we have the 144 documentary that's coming out May 13th this week, this Thursday. And that takes us behind the scenes. Executive producer takes us, Chene Ogumake takes us behind the scenes of the WNBA bubble, aka Wubble. So lots of exciting things happening. But again, 
<laughs> for the sake of my recovery and for the sake of refreshing all of our memories, let's hear from Tisha and Valerie Still about the early days of the WNBA and even the ABL and the WBL, as well as how those two feel going back to Knoxville, Tennessee, even if for an induction ceremony. <laughs> yeah, the feeling is a little bit surreal, to be honest, honest with you. It's just um, since uh, I've gotten the call to now, it's becoming more and more real, especially now being here with the other inductees and just sharing stories. Uh, but I don't think I ever dreamed this big. I always dream big, but I don't think I've ever dreamed this big. And to be here is just a blessing, an honor. Um, to, for them to think that everything that I've done um, with my career is worth it to uh, to enter the hall is, is a very um, humbling experience. And you, we were talking a little bit off there about me coming down here and, and making a trek. And every time I come here, I learn something new about the game, particularly, obviously, the women's game. Have you had a chance to look around yet? No, we're actually doing a tour uh, shortly. So this is actually my first time here. So okay. I'm looking forward to, uh, to going around and really just seeing the history of the game because, you know, sometimes you, you don't really know. Um, obviously, back then, you know, we didn't have social media or as easy access to a lot of the things and I mean there's so much history here so I'm looking forward to it um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it <laughs> and the distinction that you have from some of the other people being inducted is that you are on the international mm -hmm. ballot and I think that we're starting to in the women's game really acknowledge and recognize that it truly is an national game and I know you know that certainly as an agent but I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how that's grown since you started playing and, and what you think that adds to the game. Uh, basketball is definitely a global game. Uh, you see it in the NBA, you see it in the WNBA, especially with the players playing all year round. And I mean, to me, uh, I grew up in Portugal and uh, I made my career mostly here in the States, uh, but also playing overseas. So uh, it's, uh, it's a game that reaches masses uh, and brings people together. We all share that passion. And to me, it's just uh, the ultimate um, team sport. You know, I mean, obviously I'm a little bit biased, but of all the the team sports, I mean, this is the one that to me is the most exciting. Um, and you see like now with, it's so easy with the internet to, for people in Europe or in Asia uh, to watch games in America and vice versa. I was just in the Philippines not too long ago and it's probably the number one uh, country in the world where basketball is, everybody loves basketball. And not just the NBA, but the WNBA, they're very knowledgeable. I had groupies following me, asking me for autographs and I'm like, wow, the love here is real. So yeah, I mean, more and more uh, basketball is definitely an international sport. Another thing, obviously, that, that will be a part of this weekend, I would imagine, are the multiple teams that you've played with. Mm -hmm. You've alluded to your international career and um, obviously the WNBA. Um, when you think back on those teams, and obviously college as well, at, yeah. uh, Old Dominion, um, when you think back, what are maybe some of the highlights in each of those categories? Your college career, WNBA, and then they're all a little bit different. Uh, obviously, uh, coaches and teammates that they, they you played with uh, and against that make that experience a little bit uh, more special. Obviously, in college, 
Uh, losing to Tennessee was pretty tough in 97, and I was just telling them, I'm glad that now I finally come to Knoxville and I have good memories from being here because every time I came to Knoxville, my memories and my memories from being in the city were not the best. Uh, but yeah, I mean, college uh, being always top 25, my, my, my last three years in college, being one of the top 25 uh, schools in the in the country and obviously going to the final four beating Stanford in overtime and then losing to Tennessee that one still hurts to this day and then WNBA being drafted in Sacramento winning a championship there and then going uh, to LA um, and then Chicago and overseas all the countries that I've been to I mean this is a cultural sport and if you really take advantage of basketball you know the friendships that you make and the places that this game has taken me I have been unbelievable I've truly been all over the world because of the game of basketball. So you're not the only one that sometimes has a, an adverse reaction to coming to Tennessee? No, yeah, they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that aside, what do you make of the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame not being up in Springfield near the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, but here in Knoxville, Tennessee? They have true fans here. I mean, and you can talk about Tennessee basketball in Knoxville, and I mentioned the Great Pat Summit. Um, I had the pleasure, you can call it a pleasure, to, to play against her in intensity and uh, the contribution that she did to, to made to this game uh, goes beyond words that anybody can say. Uh, her competitive spirit, uh, the way she was able to instill so much confidence in her, uh, in her players. Um, and unfortunately she's not here with us anymore, but her legacy really lives forever and I'm close friends with Candace Parker and I know the impact that she has had on her life. So to me, it really doesn't matter where uh, the Women's Basketball of Fame is. I'm just glad that we have one to, to, to cherish and to share uh, all the memories that we have from this amazing game. One of the things, your, your name has come up in the last several years as Super was getting closer mm -hmm. to that assist record and then ultimately surpassed it. Um, when you see the guards in particular, I mean, Lindsey Whalen just retired. I think this weekend actually is having yeah. her jersey yeah. retired. You look at some of the young players, even on Seattle, Jordan Canada really showing that she's stepping up. Um, how has the, the guard play changed over the years and who are some of the guards that you really look out for when, when they play? Well, I think it's, um, I was more old school where I really, uh, really enjoy getting my teammates um, involved in the game. I was definitely uh, more pass first point guard. If you look at the point guards of this generation, I think they are more of scorers. Uh, but like you mentioned, Jordan Canada, she's an up and coming. Obviously, she can learn from the one of the best players, uh, not just point guards, to ever play this game. And that's Sue Bird, which is somebody that I highly respect. And if somebody had to break my record, I know the record is in good hands, for sure. Um, but I really enjoy Chelsea Gray, Courtney Vandersloot, she's one of my favorites because they do have, you know, a little bit of passing uh, in their game. I mean, Courtney is always up there in assists. Last year, she actually also broke my record. Um, so, and I know records are meant to be broken, and I, I'm, I'm just glad that the game is evolving and is moving forward. And I know they're all going to continue to break a bunch of records, and I'm just happy to continue to be a fan and be involved. I want to stay there for a minute because a lot of the game now is, and there's a lot of talk about positionless basketball. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, I think I might be a little old school too. I think that, that might be cute, but you still.
still need a floor general. What's your take on positionless basketball kind of going off? Yeah, I'm definitely old school. <laughs> Give me a one, two, three, four, and five. You know, I love to see post players with their back to the basket and making post moves. These days, everybody just wants to shoot threes, handle the ball, do a crossover. I'm like, get under the basket, get in the paint. So I would have a hard time probably playing these days because I feel like they would take my space away from me, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, the game is evolving. Uh, the talent right now is amazing. We have 12 teams in the WNBA and 12 players, so 144 total, and it's not enough actually. I mean, you look at uh, you know a player like Megan Gustafson that uh, was won every award possible in uh, in college, and she's not even in the WNBA because she's a true post player, you know. So you makes you wonder. Um, one, I wish we had more jobs, and two, you know, where's this going as far as you know this positionless. Um, um, style of play. So at the end of the day, like I said, I'm continuing to be a big fan of the game, and I just wanted to uh, to see it moving forward. And anyways, that is moving as long as it's forward, I'm all for it. Does that impact how you do your job now in the game, which is an agent, and, and how you talk to players, or even who you look to to sign? knowing that the game is really stretch positions and, and all of those things? A little bit, but I'm all about talent, but also just try to represent good people. Um, and I hate to bring Megan again, but you know, she has handled everything with so much grace uh, from the moment that she was drafted number 17, which is pretty, probably lower than she expected, and then the fact that she didn't make the WNBA roster. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, you know, if not, there's no WNBA, there's always overseas, and you know, over there with FIBA basketball, it's a little bit different where both players are there are high demand for them and they want people that play close to the basket and shoot a high percentage and can do you know make post moves so there's a place for those players there obviously I think there's just WNBA is a, a, a way faster game um, so that in that regard I, I, it's it's a little bit different but at the end of the day I just want to represent good people and good players I mean, in some ways, you're still you're still racking up the assists, right? You, you get to help people yeah. in their careers. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's I'm an agent, but I'm I look myself as a mentor. Um, I literally have been in their shoes, and when I give them advice, it's definitely by example. I've been where they've been. I've had bad experiences with coaches overseas or whatever it is, and you know, I'm always there for them. I try to be their number one fan. I try to watch every game. Sometimes I have the iPad, the computer, the phone going on at the same time, so I can watch everybody play. But it's a joy for me, and. At the end of the day, this is my way of paying it forward and giving back to the game that gave me so much. Absolutely. I'll let you go on this one. You'll have to give a speech tomorrow. I do, yes. <laughs> I have it ready. I practice it a million times, but I feel like I'm going to be nervous and emotional. So I'm just hoping that I can really like get everything out and really thank the people that you know, that made this possible. I definitely didn't get here alone, especially playing the way I played. So um, hopefully I'll just be able to, you know, say everything that I want to say. Do you have any family, friends, coaches, teammates that have joined? Yeah, you? I have some uh, some coaches and some friends, former teammates that are coming. My family, unfortunately, they live in Portugal, so logistically it was just complicated to have them hop on a plane, get here, and then go right back to Portugal, especially, you know, it's part of my speech tomorrow, but, you know, I have NBA, WNBA money, not NBA money, so it's not just logistically, <laughs> but financially it was complicated to, you know, get three international tickets at this time of the year, so... That's a word. We might have to come back to that, but I'll let other folks hop in. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
Now, Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about all types of leagues or teams because you can find fans that, just like you, uh, enjoy watch parties. They want to have debates. They want to get together to talk post-game breakdowns. And, of course, reacting to big news or the latest rumors. You can even find our locked-on hosts across MLB, NHL, the NBA. I follow a lot of the locked-on NHL uh, folks on Locker Room. I'm on Locker Room, so you can check me out at elindsay08. And, uh, again, I've been saying once we get into the WNBA season, I'm going to start integrating Locker Room a little bit more. So... I'll be sure to let you know when Locked On Women's Basketball is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you know how much I love to fight against positionless basketball. So I enjoyed speaking to Tisha Penichero about that a couple of years ago at the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, Women's Basketball Hall of Fame is having their next induction in August. And this week, actually, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame is having their induction ceremony. I will be collecting some uh, interview audio from that. So uh, it won't be out by this Thursday. Um, so that will be for next week. But this Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to do a live show. And um, we're going to have some amazing guests. If you don't follow me on social media, follow at elindsay08 because we're preparing all of that information for you. And I will be sure to tweet it out. Of course, you can also follow at LockedOnWBB and get the information there. But we're going to have guests. We're going to do previews of all 12 teams. We're going to do predictions, awards predictions, playoff and championship predictions. And we're also, you know, I love talking about the culture. We're going to talk about the biggest news in the off season and um, then get everyone ready at 9 p.m. on Thursday is the debut. It's the premiere of the 144. That's ESPN Films. They took cameras into the Wubble. Chenea Gumake, who of course plays for the Los Angeles Sparks, executive producer of this documentary film that airs Thursday, May 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So a few of my guests are going to hang tight and we're going to end the show just as that is beginning. So Locked On Women's Basketball live with your WNBA preview this Thursday. But for this show, as I promised, I also spoke to Valerie Still. We talked about a lot. Uh, She had a lot of great insight, but I'm going to focus on the piece of our conversation about knowing the history, knowing the history of the ABL, knowing the history of um, NCAA and uh, what came before the NCAA and all of that good stuff. So uh, Valerie Still (laughs) also jokingly gets hives, I believe is what she said when she goes to to Knoxville, Kentucky, or even thinks about Knoxville. Um, And so I talked to Valerie about that as well. So this is Valerie Still from the 2019 Women's Basketball Hall of Fame induction. 
The, the, the accolades and uh, the accolades, the accomplishments <laughs> that, that goes along with the Mentos. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. I got you. I got you. <laughs> At least I caught it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, all the records and all the, the, the accomplishments, that's, that's, um, those are all good, all the trophies and titles earned, but I think the thing that most sticks out is all the relationships and, and really the influence we have on young kids. And I work with, you know, students now about dreaming. And I think that, especially with women athletes, especially from the era that I came from, I sound old, I, mean, I am old, but just to, to give young people that that hope that you know if you do have a passion follow it don't let anybody tell you anything else because if I could do it a little poor girl you know a little black poor girl in the cities of Camden New Jersey um, you know wanting to play professional sports when their women weren't allowed to play there were no professional leagues there weren't even athletic scholarships being offered then if you follow your passion it's gonna work out so I think that is the main thing apart from you know me traveling the world you know, being a first team to be invited to the White House, um, the records, just just those relationships and you know experiences. I, I was joking around with teacher that I know enough. I've been to enough of these to know that sometimes people have mixed feelings about coming to Knoxville, even. Mixed feelings. I, I broke out in hives when I. I'm from. I'm Kentucky. I'm a wildcat. I don't come to Knoxville. Do not. So it's still still a thing. Still exists. Of course. <laughs> Of course, it's a thing. All my big blue fans, man. We was, no, no, we don't do Knoxville. I brought all my allergy medicines. I've got my EpiPen, you know. It's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. You know, for, for us, um, Knoxville, Tennessee, Lady Vols, that's basketball history right there. And you can't get around it. It goes through Knoxville, Pathead Summit. You can, and I was blessed and honored to be able to say that I played against Pat, know, you know, know her, and and to be a part of that history is incredible. So whenever coming back to Knoxville is a good thing. It's um, it's history. And so I think being here does that, just a rich history. I think more people need to come through. You know, we still have a, it's a big fight still. Equality for women, you know, being discriminated against. And so there's a need um, for this to happen, for the history to be out there. We're honoring the AIAW. Most people don't even know what AIAW stands for. I played, I was in the transition between the AIAW and the NCAA. Played in the first, I played in the first NCAA tournament. So, but most people don't know. Well, you know who's told me is, I went to Elon, so. Oh, wow, yeah. So there's the Yao sisters. Yeah. before they brought in Kay yeah. to coach there. And I also talked with, with um, wow. you know, Annie Myers Drysdale. Oh, she, yeah. oh man, what will burn her grits okay. is, <laughs> you know, especially, and I don't think she means any disrespect, definitely doesn't mean any disrespect to Kelsey Plum, but when yeah. Plum and, and her senior year, and they kept, you know, most points ever in women's college basketball, you should be like, wait a minute. And it's so true, and that's why last year they honored the WBL, yeah. mm -hmm. the ABL, 
I'm, you know, of course, whenever I talk, I mention the ABL because the ABL has been erased from, you know, the history of women's basketball as well. And the ABL is fundamental. It lasted for two and a half, three years, just like the WBL. And eventually people will recognize the importance. But that's our history. We have to know you can't eliminate certain things just because, you know, something else has taken its place. And so, um, like Ann Myers is like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses on that one. And comparing players, you know, who's the greatest player? There, there is no greater the greatest player. For me, doing something that you're passionate about, that in itself is, you know, the greatest player. Was there See, you need to know your history. You're asking the wrong person because I'll have none. You want the short or the long? No. <laughs> there was much. There was much contention. Just like if you know the history of the AIAW and the NCAA, you have to know that history because there was tension. There was, and it dealt with gender, it dealt with stereotypes, it dealt with um, taking leadership and authority out of women's hands, um, giving us agency, um, treating us with respect. For me, the ABL, the American Basketball League, was always about, it was a social movement. So they respected women. The same, you know, decent pay, playing during the same season, you know, as the regular season. Um, health care, yeah, health care, um, respecting, embracing the gay community, which is a large contingency of, uh, of, yeah, it was about women, empowering women, whoever, whatever your preference is, it's your woman, be you. Whereas, I, let me think if I want to go there with, you know, making the comparisons. Anyway, the ABL represented that. Sometimes that's not always. When you're ahead of your time, um, say you're Rosa Park, you want to sit in the front of us. You're Martin Luther King, and you say, you know, we're demanding rights. You know, you, we got to. Sometimes that, you know, society doesn't always like that. And so you have to be the ones that take the hit for it. And the ABL was that. They, you know, they were willing to say, okay, we're going to do this. And until, you know, of course, WNBA came in and kind of squashed them out or squashed this out. But in the end, it's all about getting to that same level, like getting that respect. And I'm hoping that that's what's – if you look at what's going on, you're talking about the hockey with the WNBA now, with professional women's soccer as well. They're talking about the same things that we were fighting about, whether it's the correct pay, you know, equal pay for equal work. I mean, that's in the United States they're talking about that. So I think those um, those issues, those things with women's sports, I think it's always been more social movement. Whereas, yeah, there's the commercial side too. You got to make money. You got to do those kind of things. But for us, I think it's always been about socially, you know, constructed concepts that we've had to break down. If you are a longtime listener to the show, you know I am a sucker for a family-owned business. And luckily, the Locked On Podcast Network is sponsored by Rock Auto. Com. It is a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the best brands, specifications, and of course, the prices that you 
prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your vehicle. Type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? We've got baseball season in full swing, and you can track all of that action on Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And that's where you can go, betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online. You can go on your laptop, your mobile device, whatever you got. Check out all the great sporting news and sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs for the playoffs. Yeah, we're looking at you, hockey. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. And finally, as promised, this is a clip that I saw on social media. Teresa Weatherspoon telling a fantastic story about um, what the 1988 Olympics meant to her personally and uh, how she went about uh, pulling receipts as it were. Um, again, I don't have the full context behind this, so I apologize. Maybe uh, later this week or next week I can give that to you, but I just saw this clip and regardless of what the question was or what the context is, it's a fantastic story. It's fantastic storytelling and I found it very motivational. So as I uh, remain a little bit under the weather and uh, you know recovering from shot number two, uh, this certainly helped me, so I thought I would pass it along for y'all. Uh, so uh, next voice you will hear is Teresa Weatherspoon. But before that, a reminder that this Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m., I'm going to be joined by some special guests, WNBA experts from all across North America. And we are going to get you ready with our live Locked On Women's Basketball preseason show. So make sure you are staying locked on WBB right here with your girl Erica Lindsay Ayala but before we get to Teresa Weatherspoon a reminder that we are doing our live stream our pre-season preview our season preview uh, with Locked On Women's Basketball it's going to be live you can find it on Facebook it will be on Twitch and a bunch of other places I will make sure to tweet all that information out so follow at elindsay08 and of course at Locked On WBB. But for now, Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out. And the next voice you will hear is that of the legendary Naismith Women's Basketball Hall of Famer, Naismith and Women's Basketball Hall of Famer, and current coach with the New Orleans Pelicans, the one, the only, Teaspoon, Teresa Weatherspoon. But this is what happened to me. And I go home and I share this with my family. My family said to me, you can become whatever you desire to become. Know your value. I get a chance to play on the 1988 Olympic team. Now, I've been told as an eighth grader, I would never be great playing this game. I get a chance to play on the 1988 Olympic team, and then I'm playing. We're in Seoul, South Korea. I never forget it. 
Soul South Korea, and we get back, we win the gold medal, and I'm on the stand. I'm like, oh God, this we. I'm the youngest. I'm like, Hoo -hoo, this is awesome. But everybody else is crying. I'm on the stand. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I'm getting the medal. I get the medal. We get home. I said, Ma, I know I told you everything that I do in this game, that it is yours. But I need this medal for one second. I need this for one second, Ma. Remember, I'm from a place of 882 people. I don't need a car. I don't need a bicycle. Nothing to get to your house. The house is right there. I can touch it. I can touch it. We're so close. So I get home. My mom said, where are you going? This is after midnight. She said, where are you going? I said, I'll be right back. I want a full-out sprint, you guys. I'm, you can hear me right now. I want a full-out sprint. I get to this house. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. It's midnight. So nobody opens the door. I hit it again. So you know how you duck down? And you look up under the door and see if the light's going to come on. Hey, I saw the lights come on. I said, okay, okay, they're coming to the door. Come to the door. Coach, that coach that told me it's an eighth grade, I would never be great. I took that metal off my neck. He opened up the door. I said, bang! Only 12 of the best in the world get this. Only 12. So why did I share that with you? It's because understanding who you are. Understanding your value, understanding your worth is so important. You cannot allow one person to tell you who you are and what you cannot become. If you do, you allow them to create your destiny. You can't do that. You can't. It's impossible. Know who you are and get the last laugh. Ha <laughs> ha, I did. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.